Well, good morning, good day, good evening. It should be Monday, May 16th, 2022. If it's not, I apologize, but I'm doing the best I can. So I want to welcome a brand new week. I want to welcome uh, some of the new subscribers that we have. I can't tell you how happy I am you are here. Uh, I was thinking uh, I had a paid subscription come through this weekend and I just wanted to say thank you so very much. There's something about this platform that makes me feel or allows me to feel or I choose to feel like I'm doing the work that will benefit you versus in the past it's felt a little bit like uh, you people trying to support me and I really like the idea of finding the best way to support you but what popped into my head because as you know one of my big focuses right now is energy because I lack it so much is that to me it's a reciprocal relationship right your energy feeds me and then when I have energy I'm trying to feed you uh, and so I thought that would be a really good topic for today what feeds your energy because I'm having some pretty detailed conversations with myself about that how uh, you know what takes it away what invigorates it uh, one of the things that I've been checking on for myself is uh, I have scarily low blood blood pressure a lot of the time uh, and the diastolic which is the second number uh, there's just not a lot you can do about that and you've heard me talk about that more than once uh, in my salt videos about how when I don't get enough salt or minerals just overall electrolytes my blood pressure bottoms out and I every year I forget that I'm fascinated with how it comes up every year and every year I forget that salt feeds me because in my mind I should be fine and it's not that hot and I'm probably not sweating but what I've been doing is trying to drink more water to compensate for uh, the dehydration that I think is contributing to the headaches and that just flushes out the minerals and that leaves me back at the same place and the reason I bring all that up isn't to share with you the nitty-gritty details of my ridiculously frustrating life here <laughs> it's trying to find any energy to function is that sometimes it's such tiny things that you know it's, it's fascinating to me how a little bit of salt well, actually apparently a lot in my case but a little bit of salt just is like a make or break kind of issue I mean it gets where my blood pressure gets so low uh, you know someone asked me like how are you even standing up and I forget because I'll just sit there and go I'm so tired I'm so tired I'm so tired and I forget and I think that you know the other conversation I was having that complimented this in the journals this morning is what is sucking the life out of me right and you know the bleakness of our future when I think about that it really sucks the life out of me because it's very difficult to make decisions uh, I think they're having a land sale which is what brought up that conversation here uh, you know with the ta the default on the taxes once a year most counties you know sell off the land really really cheap and you know we were talking about it someone here who wants to buy land and I was thinking how difficult it is to make that decision because will there be a government uh, will there be water will there be 
uh, safety? Will there be a future? Will I even be alive? Will the government take it? Will the money default? I mean, there's so many issues around something that used to be so simple, right? There was such a simple conversation, right? You find a place to live, you buy something, and then you just live there. And then maybe generations would live there. But now it feels like, huh, should I or shouldn't I? Uh, is there a safe place that I can stay? Uh, and that's feeling more and more like, no, there's no such thing as a safe place. And all that bleakness really sucks the energy out of me. But it was such a happy surprise this weekend because that's fed my energy. It made me excited to work. And it made me excited to think, how can I improve the quality of what I bring to you? And so many people are focusing on the bleakness, right? There's just more secrets revealed, more horror and reality show around how uh, messed up everything is. And it's fascinating and it's interesting and it's it it creates anger and anger may feed you but anger isn't a sustaining reaction it's a nervous system response that will drain you at the end of the day anger is really good when you need to do something quickly and in the immediate moment to spark uh, you know it's sort of the complement to fear uh, some people don't get afraid in the face of the danger and danger they get angry in the face of danger and that's that stimulus response of our nervous system that protects us that keeps us safe but long-term anger completely tears our body apart in the same way long-term fear tears our body apart and so in a moment of time where it's so overwhelming and you can't not pay attention at all because then you get caught up in you know really scary stuff but the bleakness does not feed my energy. <laughs> it does not feed my heart. It does not feed my mind. It does not feed my soul. Uh, and then I, so I started thinking, well, what really kinds of things feed me? And you've heard me talk a little bit about beauty, uh, simplicity, cleanliness, order, order, orderliness, which I can't, you know, ever get to complete because I don't have the energy. So it becomes that cycle. And so you know, it's tiny little things if we can identify the tiny things that feed us. Uh, you know, sometimes when the dog greets you or the cat curls up in your lap. Or, uh, like I said the other day, when I saw two little zucchini plants sprout up, completely unexpected. That carried me through for days. You know, it's amazing what tiny little rewards and positives feed me. And so I wanted to offer that back to you because, uh, you know, this is my moment in time where I'm really trying to figure out, you know, what do I want to focus on? What am I focusing on? And what kind of energy is that giving me? And so much of the bleakness is not giving me energy. It's taking it away. Uh, and we need to look at that in all areas of our life, just not food. Uh, you know, what people are feeding you versus what people are draining you. Uh, what people do you hold on to out of fear of maybe someday needing something from them, but at the cost of now? Uh, what what tasks during your day drain you versus what feeds you? Uh, what information are you gathering that drains you? versus what information are you taking in that feeds you? 
you know what kind of food are you taking in that drains you versus what kind of food are you taking in that nourishes you that provides the fuel that your body needs and in all the talk you know right now of the baby formula and the coming famine and supply chains I was thinking how bleak all of that is but it's kind of, you know, I'm hoping the dark before the storm because, I mean, the, after the storm clears, when, the, when things sort of open up and you have to start over, but you have clear vision. And, you know, the earth provides everything that we need in abundance when we understand what on earth can feed us. And, you know, one of the worst things we do is feed children baby formula because once you really start to break down what's in the baby formula there's nothing good in there it's a lot of sugar oil and chemicals and you know the studies are that brains don't develop it's there's so much complexity it's the same way that you know we do better with food than we do with supplements you know babies do better with breast milk than they do with a supplement and, you know, as I was listening to a, an art, uh, someone talking about it, who was talking about people with all the children who have uh, special needs around intolerances, you know, milk intolerances, protein intolerances, and most of those intolerances come from the fact that we have so many chemicals in our body, we can't feed ourselves properly. And, you know, these are all the big things that instead of looking at why and cause you know we keep trying to solve the problem as an effect oh I'll just get a different kind of food Uh, you know one of my favorite books and I'm going to do a whole review on this because this book to me is the blueprint for getting through what's up and coming but uh, it's a guy who Christopher McDougall who writes about running and uh, you know he was exploring the barefoot movement and and was it valid and why are so many uh, shoes becoming so sophisticated and there's a fascinating correlation between runners and injury and the development of running shoes and you know the whole point of a running shoe and I used to be part of this you know oh let's look at your foot and then let's correct your foot imbalances with a better shoe Uh, you know the reason we have all those different shoes is that's how they make money the foot is designed to run barefoot and Uh, I remember somebody, you know, 30 years ago telling me, oh, this is the way you run, and he was kind of bouncing around, and I'm like, oh, that's not true. Uh, But now, before his time, he absolutely was right. It's the way our body is made to run. In fact, if you run barefoot, you can't run the wrong way. Your body naturally corrects to the proper way to absorb the uh, the strain of running it's only within the shoe that we do the heel toe and that's what destroys uh, you know heel toe is walking but it's not running and you know so that becomes the same question what feeds you what fuels you you know sophisticated running shoes feed the idea or the illusion that we're doing the right thing but in reality it's just making a bigger problem and you know it's unfortunately what like with so many things that feed us it can take decades for that to catch up and uh, I know most of you are like me or on the other side of the 40s 
maybe not everybody, but most of us are. And now we're in the process of dealing with all the effects of things that we didn't want to pay attention to or we didn't know. You know, I earnestly have been studying nutrition for 40 plus years and everything always sounded right until after 40 years. I'm like, you know, it's always the next thing. But humans did really, really well until we started talking to them about how to eat versus just what we had access to in our region and our environment. And it goes back to that previous conversation of macronutrients and micronutrients in the proper ratios for our personal uh, biological design. It's not complicated but we've created a system in which it's almost impossible to feed ourselves nutritionally in a way that creates health. And so it irritates me, you know, to no end that I have to spend any time on trying to figure out how to feed myself literally. But what's really scary is, you know, that's in the future, right? That's becoming more and more of an issue. And so or it may become more and more of an issue. And then that takes us back to where we all began, how the bleakness sucks the life out of us. So every little tiny thing that we can focus on that provides strength, that provides energy, that feeds us, that fuels us in a way that gives us the kind of energy we want. Uh, if you've watched any of my ADHD videos, you'll hear me talk about that one of the things that that the ADHD brain wants is uh, chaos. That's a source of fuel. Uh, interestingly, depression seeks the chaos as part of its fuel source. The negativity starts to substitute for the positive reward feedback systems. And then you get dependent on the negativity and that becomes your way of life. And it's very, very difficult to extricate yourself from that because like any good addiction, right, you have to actually feel the discomfort of making the transition. And so it's hard sometimes to hold on to those little tiny moments of reward and positive and fuel, like those two little zucchini plants that pop up, right? They're not doing a whole lot of growing, but they're not dead yet. <laughs> and all my plants that are left that haven't died yet, they're not doing a lot of growing, but they're not dead yet. You know, the little tiny bits of reward coming, you know, as enough to feed me, to fuel me, to keep me going in the direction that I want to go and not give up and not quit and not have a temper tantrum. And in the, you know, a world that's becoming increasingly bleak and negative, I thought it was a really good question to ask because I've had a couple little positives, you know, over the last week. And, and I thought, you know, they're, they're small, but they feed me in a positive way. And, you know, so often we think about, you know, health and healing, you know, the number one focus is always on food. And one of the things I've tried to do with you in my human program and here is to talk about all the other things that feed us, that fuel us, that give us strength because we are such a fascinatingly intricate and amazing design. Our physical body, our physiological computer body that we basically have here, organic, it's just amazing and it can accomplish and do so much. 
but we get into these little tiny windows of how you know oh it's just food or it's just food and exercise when that's not true you know nature feeds me fresh air feeds me you know petting the animals feeds me there's all these things the cold water you know that that I talked about in the last audio uh, there's so many things that can feed us and I think that now it's such an important time to talk about that because you know they're pushing us to focus on the fear of not having enough food uh and they're they're pushing us to focus on the negativity of everything that's happening to us and here's one of the big secrets all that darkness and negativity is feeding something and in the same way that all physical bodies on the earth eat something else, right? We either eat plants or animals or minerals or something. Everything eats everything. The same is true in the non-physical. You know, one of the things that we're just slowly getting to is that there is, I don't want to say entities or energies that that are non-physical that are participating. And what feeds them and that's our consciousness that's our energy that's what we focus on and part of the fear and the anger and the hate that feeds those that carry very low vibration whether they're in human form or not whether you believe in that or not you know that when you're around a lot of darkness and negativity it pretty much pulls you down it's hard to stay positive in the face of great overwhelming despair it's very very difficult but if you can if you can change your focus right if we can empower ourselves to find those tiny little things like my little two zucchini plants or a new subscriber or you know the dog looked a little happy today you know those little tiny things that feed us and just remember that we can do that every single day you know I think that's really the way out it's not to focus specifically and only on the terrible things that everybody else is doing because that's just giving your own focus and your own energy over to someone or something else that's giving your power away and you know at the end of the day you know our energy is our power it's our strength and our love is our true you know power as we were created and it's a lot of work in times like these to stay focused on what kind of fuel we're feeding ourselves because it is so easy to get swept away by the large majority and there's a reason that's happening somebody's getting fed right it's not us but somebody or something is getting fed it's not wasted energy all this chaos and anger and rage and fear and despair and I talked about that you know when I said you can starve the beast right when you withdraw your energy Uh, but the second half of that is how do we fuel the kind of energy that we want and that's what we choose to focus on and it's very difficult to focus when we're facing immense bleakness it's very difficult to focus you know when our brain is foggy from not enough sleep 
it's impossible to focus when we watch a television screen and we put our brain into the theta subconscious state, right? When you're so, you know, if you've watched TV, you notice how you just kind of, you know, stop thinking because your brain waves are decelerating. Uh, You know, it's hard to focus when you're very, very tired. It's hard to focus when you're anxious or depressed. Uh, It's hard to focus when your nervous system is in a reactionary mode, whether it's fight, flight, or freeze. It takes all of your attention to be responsive to your nervous system versus choosing to initiate what you think and what you feel. And one of the best ways to do that is to just identify small things, whether it's a a word, a quote, an image, an action, uh, going for a walk, taking a breath, smiling, finding a good joke, petting the dog, uh, petting the cat, all these little tiny things that feed and fuel you. And so for those of you who are doing a journal, uh, this is one of the most powerful questions you can offer for yourself as a journal practice is what feeds you, what fuels you. And the second piece of that isn't just to write down what it is, but to really focus on how it comes to be. What part are you playing in creating it? How are you setting it up? You know, most people who are passive just are victims of circumstance. They don't notice that they're how they're initiating that. And this is part of us, you know, taking our power back is by being responsible for how we're creating in our lives what we're making happen by the choices and the decisions we make and then living with those consequences. But that's the good news. Every day is a brand new day. You can make a new decision. You can take two extra steps on your walk. You can add a deep breath. Uh, You can change your mind about the thought. You can look at somebody and decide you don't want to be upset anymore. You can turn the TV off. You can change the station on your radio. Uh, You can listen to a different podcast. You know, how are we feeding ourselves? What are we feeding ourselves? Uh, But more importantly, why? What are you getting from your fuel? Are you getting energy or are you getting negativity? Are you getting upliftment? Are you getting uh, overwhelming and depression? Are you feeling calm or are you feeling more stress you know there's these are just cycles that we step into and I'm not going to say it's easy to get out but that's really the power of the journal process is that when you spend that little bit of time asking yourself these questions and then being honest with yourself about what's happening that's when we can start to create change. And it doesn't have to be like a great big emotional thing. You know, one of the things I forgot, which I've heard, is that, uh, you know, sometimes when you eat too much at one time, that can lower your blood pressure. And I've been trying to do that uh, one meal a day, you know, with uh, me and the dog. And so uh, that was my question. Well, maybe that's too much. Maybe that that particular meal crashed my blood pressure. So it doesn't have to be like life or death or end of the world. It could be just like, okay, well, let me split it up 
into several hours instead of one meal a day maybe I take those same ingredients and I make two meals and let's see how that feels and I can pull out the blood pressure cuff and I can measure and I can evaluate and then I can ask myself the question how is that feeding me how is it fueling me uh, is it better to do one or the other uh, and so these these questions you know aren't life and death in many ways sometimes they're just simple tiny steps that we can take you know, is it better to go to bed early? Is it better to stay up late? You know, the, the heat is here, so I'm having those conversations. You know, which, uh, what is better for me when I point the trailer in this direction or I point the trailer in that direction? All of these little tiny decisions throughout our day, those are all things that feed us and fuel us. And, you know, the way through these times of wild uncertainty and, you know, the inability to control almost any of it, right? Like I can't control if I have food at some point in time, uh, but I can make decisions about what I have and how I will use it to feed me, to feed the dog. What is the best I can do with what I have? And all those types of decisions, you know, they, they put you back in the driver's seat and that is such a positive thing. That is such a good way to feed yourself is when you take responsibility. Uh, most people don't want to do that, but when you get the rewards, right, when you get the tiny feedback, when you get the positives, it just reinforces, okay, that's something that fuels me and feeds me in a positive way, and I want to do more of that, and that's how I felt. You know, this weekend, I'm like, I want to do better. I want to give you more because that makes me feel good when I feel like I'm offering you something that you value. I wanted to add uh, as a ending here, if for those of you who watch Suspicious Observers, uh, I don't watch his uh, videos every day, but for whatever reason, because uh, I don't have, uh, you know, I can't watch YouTube every day. But anyways, for whatever reason, I saw one of his posts uh, the other day. It was like a day or two ago where he was turning the comments off. And he went on this huge rant about how uh, inappropriate the comments were and how, you know, much it takes out of him and how hard he works. And he works really, really hard. He always looks tired and wiped out to me. Uh, and he was so upset and livid, you know, he turned the comments off. And, you know, you'll notice that I had done the same thing. And I only got one person emailing me, you know, getting mad that how dare I turn the comments off, right? Because he was entitled to read commentary on my videos was the basic essence of his statement. Uh, and therefore, he would no longer watch me. Okay, well, uh, I love those of you who are commenting because you're invested. You're not trying to tell me that you're smarter than me. You're not trying to tear me down. People who don't invest, they don't focus on how this feeds them, right? They just need to make everybody wrong. They need to be smarter. They need to position themselves. They need to be, uh, you know, whatever they're doing, the way they're feeding themselves is at a cost to somebody else versus when we feed ourselves by what we focus on in a way that both people are uplifted. And that's really, really important. And so, uh, you know, I totally 
empathize with what he's feeling because I know he works so hard and it's so frustrating when everything in you is trying to help somebody and do the right thing and everybody seems to be tearing you down even though there's always a few people that come through uh that's a really important uh, that goes back to you know shoot the messenger you know that I talked about last week that you know we have to make the decision about how we want to not just feed ourselves but what we want to invest in and so you know I applaud him for turning off his comments because nobody owes anybody anything he's putting out information and we get to choose to decide if we want to value that information and that's what I love about the Substack is by allowing people who are invested to to comment and be part of the conversation that has been a very very positive experience which fuels me that makes me want to work harder uh, versus over on YouTube where people say wildly inappropriate things that have nothing to do with all the effort I put into making a video that doesn't feed me it upsets me it just makes me want to quit and so you know there's two things about all of this right there's how we're fueling and feeding ourselves and it's our thoughts our choices our actions that feed others and the best place to be is what I have found here with you guys is I feel like I can give to you and you can give to me and we both come out of this in a positive way it doesn't mean it's perfect it doesn't mean I always say the right thing it doesn't mean I can uh, be a hundred percent but that to me is the best kind of relationship one in which both sources of fuel are getting a positive from it right so it's something that I think the future will be built on at least the one I want to live in the one where everybody wins and not the conquer and control model where one person wins and the other has to lose I want the kind of future where I am making conscious decisions about what feeds me and what fuels me and that everybody wins whether that's in how my food is grown or how my home is built or what my energy source is or what my uh, relationships are or what my form of work is when I ask that question what fuels you what feeds you how much better is it when both sides of the party are uplifted to me it doesn't get any better than that so that is a good journal question for those of you who like to journal what fuels you what feeds you why does it feed you what what uh, what's happening there and the third piece the third part of that is what happens on both sides are both people being uplifted or both sources being uplifted or just one or the other and so there's no perfect system I know if you're jumping to animals I'm jumping to animals right like I need animals to fuel my body I need protein but to me the flip side is, is everything eats everything not uh, hunting doesn't mean an animal never dies it just means how it dies how much it suffers those are the only two real questions and how much dignity and grace did it live with right so an animal that has a good life 
is going to die one way or the other, but it's the quality of the life that counts. And so, uh, you know, some of these things take a little more thought than others, but with that, what feeds you and what fuels you? And you guys, by being here and being invested in these ideas, by paying attention, by listening, by commenting, you guys fuel and feed me in a very positive way. And so I wanted to just say thank you. And with that, we're going to take a big old deep breath, and I will see you next time.